you need to come in the centered, higher love, higher power, the truth of you, the wisdom in you. And you literally have to tell yourself you are safe to receive. You are safe to move the needle. And at a certain point, you realize the only thing that's really safe is to allow for an infinite flow to come in. This is the natural path for me to allow all of this in. Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller podcast. So it's been super rainy in Los Angeles, and uh, it's also been a good reminder to pause and to just really take in the moment. I think that we forget that one of the simplest ways to calm our nervous system is just to listen to the rain or put your feet in the grass or take a big deep breath. So um, sometimes the world gives you an extra reason to just slow down. We really enjoyed the workshop that we did last week, and it was lovely to get to share some of that with you on the podcast. I want to share one last clip. We did a coaching call where a few different women raised their hands and shared what they're going through. And one of our awesome community members, Rita, who has been in some of my programs, was sharing what she's really been facing and how she's grown and um, what's currently coming up for her. And I thought that this could be useful. So take a listen to this and let me know if this is helpful. I mean, I'm just saying, you can be good to yourself if you would like to be. That's it. I'm out. That's it. That's what this whole thing is about. We have conditioned ourselves to ask for this much. I'll just take this. No problem. No, stop it. It's enough. We've had it. We're done. Let it in. It's so much easier than we've been making it. We deny it. Oh, just this is all I want. Just this. Yep. So what do we do? We don't set a standard. We don't ask for more. We don't have boundaries. All you say is yes, no problem. Sure. Like in Tommy Boy, he goes, whatever you do, don't take no for an answer. Okie dokie. What do you do all day long? People just take a mile and you're like, absolutely. Sure. No problem. Nope. Stop it. This is it, guys. My team tells me this morning, they get a text. They're like, today's Groundhog Day. So good. Okay, but listen, it's so true. Okay, we live Groundhog Day. We live Groundhog Day. And I'm not just saying it because it's a cool thing to say today. I'm saying here's how it works. Your brain lulls you to sleep. This is what the science shows. You get lulled to sleep. You know why? You have the exact same thoughts you had yesterday. You feel exactly how you felt yesterday. And you do exactly what you did yesterday. So then you have the same results that you had yesterday. So the only way that you can change your life is to become conscious of this automatic program that you are on that lulls you to sleep. And then what you have to do is you have to become, you have to become the driver of this. 
And so right away in the morning, this is why all these people write books about morning practices. It's not just because it's trendy. It's because the science shows you have to wake up and you have to have the discipline and the accountability to say, I'm not going to live Groundhog Day. Enough's enough. It's exhausting because you will, because it's just the way we are. We are creatures of habit to the point where, you know how it works in your mind? If you've ever worn Birkenstocks, which I think we all have at least one pair, right? Because they're just great and they stand the test of time. So if you have Birkenstocks, what's unusual about those shoes, which is more so with those than any other shoe, is even if you're the same size as a friend of yours, you can't wear your friend's Birkenstocks because why? Because they've been molded to your foot. Why? Because they kind of follow the way you lean. Okay. So it would hurt you to put on your friend's Birkenstocks because it's designed based on the pattern of how someone walks. So with your mind, that's what neural pathways are. So whether you know it or not, you've been walking the same way, so to speak, in your mind every day. And so you have certain things you think, and then those thoughts trigger a thousand other thoughts. And you play that every day. And that's the projector in which you see the world. And then you find evidence of everything you tell yourself is true. And then you see all of that. But if you start to change, if you start to change what you look for evidence of, if you start to change and start to become conscious, this is how actually effective it is. If when you wake up, you ask yourself to just be conscious And to say, am I really awake? Can I notice what I'm thinking? And you start to have a morning practice, even if it's 90 seconds, 90 effective seconds to know how to spend 90 seconds, you get to choose. You get to select how you think. You get to select how you feel for the whole day, which will change your entire life. Just that alone. Okay, that's number one. Number two is you start making different habits. You do different things. And then that creates new evidence and new thoughts and you start to become you because this groundhog day life is actually not even you it's a formation it's sort of an ai version of you that was built out of fear because most of those thoughts when we study them are fear-based and it creates and conditions you into a limited life and that's for all of us and so it is time to say The groundhog has seen spring. We're done. We're done. Over, over, over. But in order for us to do that, we have to choose emphatically with all of our being. We have to make a decision not from here, but from here, where we're choosing 100%. I am all in. I am so done. I do not want to go back to sleep. I do not want to keep choosing the exact same results. The exact same thoughts, the exact same feelings, the exact same set point, because I just can't. No human being on their own just by kind of, you have to fully choose it. And then you immerse yourself in experiences that actually make a change. And then you do, you start to change. And that's why people do immersions of all kinds, whether they go away on retreats, or they go want to learn a language, go, go live in that country. You'll learn it. We need to understand we become the five people you spend the most time with. There is no way out of it. You're not different than every human that's ever walked the earth. So you have to put things in place in your life, right? If you put Halloween candy all around your house, 
You know how hard it is for you to not eat it. But if you set it up where you have green juice in the fridge and there's water next to your desk and that's a habit, you're going to drink it. And if you're around people who eat like shit all the time, you're going to wind up eating that way. That's what they found out. That's why in the blue zones, they all do better because they're all doing it. If you have friends who are constantly drinking, you're going to wind up being around that. The studies show you'll wind up drinking more. It's whatever it is. I just did a reel on my Instagram about my friends. We had a party the other night and my friend Alicia Silverstone and I hosted it. And so I did a little reel to show people that the most abundant thing in my life is my friends. That's the most abundant thing. You know why Alicia and I are friends? She has great thoughts and beautiful habits. You know, she's a vegan. She's organic. She's a great mom. She's about consciousness. She's always looking to elevate her life. That's why I like having friends like that. They make me better. We make each other better. So you want to cultivate for yourself. You want to say, enough is enough. This is my time. This is my life. And I want you to think about, fast forward, pretend it's your 80th birthday, 80-year-old you. What advice would she have for you right now? This is it. Like, these are the years. This, right here. This is our life. When should you treat yourself? When should you be kinder to yourself? Does it ever get to be your time? That is the ultimate lesson that is mostly hard learned. I told you that Bronnie Ware, who wrote the book, The Five Greatest Regrets of the Dying, she's a friend of mine. She was on the podcast. And she said that when she was a hospice nurse for nine years, there was a woman. And she said it was the most powerful story because this woman had never left Australia and she always wanted to travel. And she said that her husband didn't want to travel. Like he wasn't inclined that way. And so she didn't, she didn't go. She just let him sort of dictate it. And he wasn't a bad guy. He just, he didn't want to do it. So she just kept putting it off. And she decided once and for all she's going. And so she booked a ticket and she was going to go for the first time. She's going to leave Australia and her husband got sick and she postponed the trip, but she had the ticket and her husband passed away. And just as he passed away, she got diagnosed with stage four cancer and she never got to go. And she said to Bronnie, she said, I wish I would have gone. And Bronnie told me that story, not because of that story, but because in her book, she saw patterns of stories and she chose five stories that were the stories that she heard. And I think it's really interesting because if you don't become conscious of your thoughts, You might not be conscious that you're constantly denying yourself what you deserve. You're constantly denying yourself setting better boundaries. You're constantly denying yourself setting a new standard. You're constantly denying yourself what else there is for you to ask for. And you don't notice it because there's something in your brain that's conditioned you to that. Don't ask for more. And it feels scary. Or maybe somebody won't like your boundary. Or maybe there won't be anything better. So just suck it up. When you get to a certain age, you look back and you can see so clearly because wisdom comes with age and you say, God, I wish I could go back right now and just say, no, and say, yeah, I want more of that because you're here to receive. We talked about the word Lakabel. The word Kabbalah means to receive. Like we are each designed to be receivers. And if you look at any wisdom tradition, you know, even in the In the yogi tradition, like the kundalini, like we are meant to receive and to open up and to expand. And when you do that, the world will meet you. 
you will be able to receive as much as you are a vessel for. So we're going to start the coaching now. So this is a surprise, Reed. I didn't know you were going to come up here, but I feel like I'm calling you up because A, who doesn't want to look at you and your gorgeous energy? So I want to hear whatever it is that you're going to say. And at the same time, I also want to invite you to share the remarkable transformation, which maybe is what you were going to share. And I'm also happy to answer any question because I didn't realize you're going to raise your hand, but I'm so proud of you. I think about you all the time. So share with us whatever's on your mind. Okay. So yeah, I heard that you were going to have open coaching today and I was like, oh, I'm totally going to get on there and I'm going to choose me right away. I was like, that's done. So I, I'm shooting videos today for the my group that starts Tuesday because I literally, so for everyone on here, I'm in Bully Abundant, VIP. I love Kathy. I'm a coach. Very similar. I mean, Kathy and I speak the same language. This is what you say to you to everyone is what I say to my clients. I'm just on a very much different scale. But today's video shooting day. So I had to get ready. I'm like, oh, this looks so cute when I talk to Kathy. Because earlier, like my hair was out and I had my sweatshirt on, which is also fine. So last year when I joined Your Turn to Podcast, you know, I was in that kind of, not a funk, but I was in a limbo for the whole year. And not in a bad way. It was a choice because I had been pushing to do more courses and that didn't feel in alignment. So I didn't launch and I just thought, like, I just, I don't know what it is. It was something off. And I'm okay with not knowing. In the past, not, but I've been doing this work for a long time. So roll up. I don't know. I've seen you on Instagram. Obviously, I know who you are. You have the same friends that I have, similar Heidi, all the people. And so you were on talking one day on some reel and I was like, oh, I'm going to check that out. And then I got in your five-day challenge and I'm like, whatever she's selling, I'm buying. And it was your turn to podcast. And I had an online radio show before podcasting. Do you remember that? It was blog talk radio and you could call in. It was really popular. I loved it. And I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. So I love the platform. So I started and today, this morning before the call, I got an email that said, you have a thousand downloads and I I have 12 episodes. That's amazing. I am so impressed and proud of you. And I just want to say, and then I'll let you take the floor again. You know, so once a year we teach a a podcasting course. Awesome. It's cool because I mean, podcasting is, but in me to do this, there's a, a little section on podcasting. And in the VIP level, we'll talk more about podcasting just because it's a great scale tool. But um when Rita, when you and I met right away, because I'm not a dummy, I could see your fire, like stray fire. Oh, and fire. we had many moments because in the courses, people come up for coaching and we spend the time together. And there were so many moments where I felt like you would walk all the way to that threshold and then you would sort of not step across it. And we got to the bottom of like what that was about. And for some of you, you know what this feels like. And I think you, Rita, and I have this, we had this piece in common, had, where there's some thought that's very strong that tells you that if you shine brighter, then that's not safe. So you've already shined as bright as you can shine. And there's a million reasons why it might not be safe, right? Mm -hmm. When I was in seventh grade, I won a talent show, came to school the next Monday after that Friday, half the class hated me. I was like, oh, note to self, 
don't stand out, right? Mm-hmm. Some people get jealous and they get mad and maybe it's just a whole. So I had that. Also had things where when I started to make a certain amount of money, I actually unconsciously didn't want to emasculate my husband. So I kept a certain limit on how much I was making. And I was afraid that if I crossed the million dollar mark, even though he wasn't making a million anyway, but I, I, I wouldn't let it happen because I had this unconscious fear that I would lose my marriage. And I didn't even realize that I had that. So there's a lot of reasons why we keep ourselves from shining. My sister and I used to have this where I mean, it had nothing to do with her, where I would create this thing where I didn't want her to feel a certain way. So if I got a book deal or if something happened or if a guy asked me out, whatever it was throughout our life, I just wouldn't mention it because somehow in order for us to be okay, I can't shine. It's like, what's that? What's that about? And so you and I have different reasons for it. But ultimately, we got to this point where we uncovered that there was something from a long, long time ago that said Mm -hmm. to you, the way I can protect myself is to be a little invisible. And we got to this point where we realized that's actually an illusion. And so I watched you one day. It was like all the lights turned on like Times Square. Uh And you sent me a text and said, oh, my God, I just made $250,000. And I said, of course you did. Right. Do you want to share that little breakthrough moment? Because it was pretty big. It's not quite 250. I'm still working it. The doors close next a week from Monday. I don't know. Just like in the group. Was that in your turn to podcast? It was. How I don't know how it got to that. But and in seventh grade, just FYI, I won the spelling bee. I'm a brainiac, you know, and I, won, I was all excited because spelling was my gem. Like, easy. And I won and everyone wouldn't talk to me in the class. No. It, so it was class, then the whole school. And then I won the whole school. And I created more enemies and I was, cause I love words. Obviously I'm, and I love words when I coach on. Everyone hated me. I created so many enemies. So I definitely went, at, I was so abused as a kid. Like I get it watching people get beat up in the house, especially your mother. I didn't have a mother. It was my brothers, but it killed me inside. So we each got our own form of abuse and watching someone else is just as bad as it happening to you. That's how bad it is. So the internal shame was I never wanted to shine, but I was super smart and a disruptor. I triggered people just by walking in the room as a little kid. And I never knew why. Now I fucking get it. That's my job. God brought me here to disrupt. I trigger people. And yes. so I say that again. Yes, we're meant to trigger people, by the way. Yes. If you have a point of view and you don't just say, I like everything everybody likes and I say everything to make everyone comfortable, then you should be triggering people. But it's a good thing. Right. Because you inspire people to think differently and be disruptive and not just say the same thing everyone else has said yesterday and the day before. That is what yep. leadership is. Keep going. Yes. And so as a kid, though, I had so much shame. I just wanted to hide. I would physically hide under the bed and I read probably thousands of books as a little kid. That was my escape from that's how I coped. So I didn't want to be seen. But when it came to this spelling bee, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, that's my jam. So I was so excited to finally. I was afraid, but I, w- I had courage. We know courage is not the absence of fear. Stepping in, that's you step in first. I was not confident, but I knew I could win. That I knew if I stepped in. So I thought I'm stepping in. And then to get the feedback was, and then I just shrunk. I don't think I did anything after that. I left school after ninth grade, got a 
GED, got a job. I was like, I'm done. Wow, wow, wow. I really internalized how if I stepped up, this is what it just kept the world had to mirror back to me my own internal reality. It's the way it works. And so when you were really fierce with me, which woke that part up, I was like, oh, am I still doing it? I didn't think I was. I didn't think I was holding back. And my message is so fucking cool for women to get out of codependency and have, be, do, and have whatever they want. And that, all of a sudden, Kathy, everything came to me. The course came to me. Everything. The words, remember, I said it was going to be rich as fuck. And I shared that with you. And you're like, well, yeah, you can't use that because that's what I was going to name it. You're like, there's a book. I'm like, no, really? So I changed it because I can't do that. And so I called it Wealth and Wisdom. Let's get rich as fuck because it's inside out. And so right now, my goal is nine more women. And I notice all these thoughts coming in back here. And I've been working my process on the daily. And a lot of other things are happening is that things are showing up to sort of now and what you were sharing, I call it keeping frequency, how much money we can keep because I made a million dollars and was fucking bankrupt two years later when I was young because I my keeping frequency was that girl, zero. It was zero. And so I'm just really watching all these things show up for me to just, oh, just, just, just three grand, just six grand, just 10 grand. And so now I'm in this place where I feel like I'm a little unsure of next steps around that piece because I want to be really clear with my money, really clean with my money and the calling in. And I notice the sales have slowed down when this started showing up. Does that make sense? So one, I want to come on and say, let me tell you, this has changed. So before we answer that, I just wanted your coaching on that. I made a vision board with my other girlfriend, who's a coach, of course. To my world. And about three weeks ago, and on this vision board, I put that I want to move out of this condo. I lived in a house and I moved to this condo. I'm like, communal living's not for me. So I put on there a home, you know, whatever. The other day, driving to my girlfriend's, here's a sign. I'm like, oh, this is exactly where I said I wanted to live, this neighborhood. I call it the agent. He's like, okay, well, you got it if you want it. And now I'm in like fear mode. That happened just the day before yesterday. I'm like, oh, and then I heard you say, I'm coaching on Friday. I'm like, okay, I need some coaching. So for everyone else, what I'm saying is that it has just been clicking so quickly that it's like, how do, not how do I, because I know how, but I also, there's some direction, there's some alignment, there's some part that she's scared. Like this is a lot all at once. All these women, I'm having to break it into two cohorts. I've never done that. There's a lot of, it's like God's calling me out. It's what I tell people. It's like, Rita, pick up the phone. Right. Don't put me to voicemail. I have, I have a hat that side says Jesus is calling. Someone gave it to me. It was hilarious. Jesus is calling. Don't send it to voicemail. And I thought, Oh, God's calling it to voicemail. So good. Here's the thing. So let's repeat a few things. First of all, I'm so excited. I feel like you are like about to, the baby's like coming and it's so exciting. Like it's, I think I'm in labor, Kathy. I'm in labor. Hey, that's what I mean. It's like, whoa. Let's remember a few things, which is that we manifest at the speed of safety. And what that means is we have a body which has a nervous system and it's loud. It's really loud. Mm -hmm. But what's bigger than this footprint called our body is our energy. If you took a picture of it, actually, your energy is so much bigger. It feels like a beach ball sphere around you, like seven feet in every direction. And your body is just like a skeleton, like a, but it, 
feel so real because we spend more time in our body than we do in our energy often. The part of you that is your center, the part of you that is your wisdom, where all your wealth actually lives, has the ease to allow this. It's totally safe. The body has been conditioned in ways we can't even understand. I was coaching a girl yesterday in our alumni program, and she's like, if I have more, I get out of flow because I I wind up feeling like extra responsible and pressured. So I notice that I receive less clients because there's this unconscious way where the more that comes in, she actually shrinks and feels overwhelmed that she has to do better and more and be overly responsible. So it's like all this stuff, all of that is we memorize it on a cellular level. So there's a set point and you're bumping up against it. You're about to move the set point for your nervous system. And so you need to come in the centered, higher love, higher power, the truth of you, the wisdom in you. And you literally have to tell yourself you are safe to receive. You are safe to move the needle. And at a certain point, you realize the only thing that's really safe is to allow for an infinite flow to come in. Mm-hmm. That you're no longer a bottleneck. You're no longer acting as a physical being, but you're acting as you really are meant to, which is just this conduit for an unlimited amount to come through you. Because love is like that. You wouldn't put a cap on how much love, like if you met a new friend tonight at dinner, you wouldn't think, oh, I don't have space for you in my life, even though you're awesome. And I feel so alive when I'm with you. Like I have no space. I have enough friends. Like you've taught yourself that on some level, the more love, the more love, and you can receive it. Mm -hmm. Money is just energy. It's just there to give you more bars, right? Of you being able to be in flow. And so we have to recognize that and we have to allow ourselves to tell the part of us that's scared, no, this is the natural path for me to allow all of this in. And part of it is all the things you said. I mean, what you said about going through that in seventh grade and then leaving high school, that to you at that age, like registers that this ding, 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 ding. If you stand in your power, that is unsafe. They're going to come and get you. And that's actually what's going on. And the 12-year-old version of you needs you to show up for her and go, I got you. Yeah, the 12-year-old that you, well, because it's you, so that's what I love. You're going to coach me one-on-one at some point. I'm just putting it out there. But I said to you, and I want everyone to hear this, it is so primal. It is passed down through epigenetics that there is a way in which we all want belonging and we will choose belonging at any cost, which means even if we have to abandon ourselves in order to belong, most of the time we will do that. We won't say what we mean at Thanksgiving dinner in order to belong. We won't stand out in order to belong. We won't say our price in order to belong. But here's the thing. The outliers, the people we all look up to, they can't fit in. They don't fit in because what do they do? They stand out. And so when you really want to give credit where credit's due, if you think about any outlier, Lady Gaga, Michael Jordan, the biggest courage they had was to be willing to stand out. 
I want to say something. I had Nora Jones on my podcast. Nora Jones, we all know her. She's a songwriter. And I said to her, what was it like to win eight Grammys at 23 years old? She said, hell on earth. She said, you know what happened? She said, I was just a girl who liked to play piano. And we made something kind of cool. And a record label liked it. They put it on the radio. Our song went to number one. I was so excited. And within 24 hours, for every article that said I was so amazing and I broke this mold and I was doing jazz in a new way, for every article and every comment where somebody called me out and noticed me, there were 10 articles where people said, she's not all of that. She's not Ella Fitzgerald. Why are you calling her out? And she said, and I had never been even conscious of whether I was talented or not talented. Next thing I know, I kept feeling like this onslaught. She goes like, you know, in Braveheart, when you see them all coming over the mountain, she goes, for everyone who celebrated me, there's a thousand people who came after me. She doesn't deserve it. That's nothing. And so what happened? The year she won, which was her first year in the business, she fell after that. She punished herself because the seven-year-old version of her just wants to belong. And eventually, she said, this is ridiculous. And you realize that right now, all of us, if you allowed yourself to be as fierce as you're meant to be, and you actually want to be inspired by Reese Witherspoon, go and let him talk, because those aren't your people anyway. And there will always be people who say, look who thinks she's somebody. Because what they're really saying is, how dare you when I don't see anything like that in myself? And so ultimately, what you realize is there's 8 billion people in the world. And if you notice, I mean, the best example of this, Taylor Swift had to turn off her comments 10 years ago because of the shade that she got. And she actually moved out of the country. And for a year, she lived in this little house and she didn't go outside and she was about to end it all. And then she came back and she said, you know what? You don't know. You got this. But the biggest thing that happened was her capacity to say, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, not only am I going to go back, come and get it. Just do it. And so what happened was she let go of what she was reflecting in herself, the part of her that had been available for that shade, it just went away. And then she came out on her heiress tour and she was like, you love me. Oh, you love me. And it's done. Like, it is literally done. Like, nobody, no one in history has done what this little girl has done this year. No one. No one can touch it. And it's because she came out and said, go for it. Because I'm already aware of who I am. I'm safe. I'm good. I belong to myself. I don't need your permission. And I don't need your vote. And I don't need your approval. And with that, she got everyone. Because she let go of needing it. That's how it goes. When you're still holding on, they got you. But as soon as you say, I gave myself the verification symbol so you can go fuck yourself. All of a sudden, everybody says, I want what she's having. Let's go. That's what I want. And so at some point, you just get sick of the shit 
and you realize it doesn't matter to me. You can run your mouth. You can run your mouth. And then all those people actually go, damn. It's like the kid in second grade and the mom says, instead of giving in to the bullies, right? Just do your thing. And then they, they don't find it interesting anymore. And so they find somebody else and they actually go, Hey, you want to sit with us? Right. We are that kid and we don't realize it. So what we wind up doing is we deny ourselves the belonging to ourselves, which is the biggest crime. And then all those people in the world who are actually available to see us, we're so focused on the people who can't get over themselves that we lose out on being the leader we're meant to be. So this is the moment right here, right now, where you start to become conscious of all this and you set down this energetic sort of cage and you say, I no longer need, I don't need to belong. I need to do my job. And I came to lift so many women to where they're supposed to be, which means I have to overcome this resistance once and for all. And when I do, on the other side of that, that's your Eras tour. How do you so, feel now going into your photo shoot? Because I want you to go enjoy it. You you deserve it. Yeah. Thank you. It's when you said 12, so that the part of me that always, she's a warrior, that one. Talk about grit. That child, that part of me is my warrior. And she's also the wounded, right? She's, there's a wound that comes up when I go to do something big because she's just like, so when you said 12, I thought, oh, there she is. I didn't realize that was, it's an old part that got bullied and humiliated and the whole spelling bee thing just capped everything off. I was like, okay, done. And so I always think like, oh, I don't care if I belong. That's a fucking lie. Of course I do. Of course I care. I'm human. I care. I don't want to be ostracized. And so even though my world is not ginormous, there's still that part probably is running that in the background. And now I'm just, I'm really excited. Go get your house. Go get your house. You're going to do so much good with it. You're going to fill that house with so much blessing and it's going to become a possibility for everybody else. And then there's going to be so much more because you created a bigger vessel for more to come in. You set a new standard and you'll see that life actually works that way. It responds to your energy, responds to your availability for more. Yeah. I'm so excited for Boldly Abundant. I can't even wait. I'm so excited to be with you because I can't even imagine where I can help you go from here because look where you've already gone. You're amazing. Oh, and I ideas and I know you're going to help me with them. So thank you. Thank you for the coaching. I appreciate you. Love you so much. Love, love, so much. Oh, love how much you give to this community. So for any people on here, my program is more than Kathy's program. And I did make payments available so that people can get in. And the mind just plays what I've heard most is I can't afford it which is just a way to stay small because I'm scared. And so what I always say to people is, what's your strategy to create this vision that you want? What's your strategy? We do a vision and we go to the end of the year and do a little 30-minute cult. Beautiful. I've heard this, the most beautiful visions of what women want to create for themselves. So cool. Let's go. And then they're like, well, I'm not going to do it, Rita, because I can't afford it. It's 544 a month. That's a lot for me right now. I have a credit card, but I hear all these things. I said, great. I just want to know what is your strategy to get from where you are now to that vision. Every single one of them said the same answer. I just did the podcast on it yesterday. They said, I don't have one. I don't have one. Okay, so now what? Well, I'm just going to do more and then see what happens. 
That's just, to me, that's the worst fucking plan in the world. It's like planning to fail. You're planning to do the same shit over and over. And so I love what Amy Porterfield says. I say it too. Do something different. But doing something different is scary. I mean, I do this for a living and I'm scared. And that's why I'm here. I'm always in a program that holds me in my highest so that someone can reflect back to me where my blind spots are, where I'm playing small. So my invitation, everyone, Kathy did not know I was going to be here, obviously. (laughs) I have a right line to call her out. So I'm just saying, I I hear it all the time, and this is such a beautiful program. I'm in it, and I've been doing this work for 25 years. So do I need it? Well, yeah, I need it. I adore you. I agree with everything you said. And at one point, we'll probably partner on something because you're such a powerhouse, and I'm so proud of you. I know we are. We're going to. I already have it in my book. You're you're on my vision board. <laughs> Thank it's you done. so much. Thank you for oh, bringing wow. your amazing energy and your beautiful face. Oh my god, it's so good. So yes, I mean, I don't want to see you denying yourself anything anymore. What about that? Right? What about you get to the age of eighty and you look back and you say, yeah, I actually at a certain point stopped abandoning myself and I took. I, I just took all the courage I had and I decided to treat myself better and I set a new standard. So it's very, very exciting. You know, when you spend money, like we were talking about, when you buy a pair of like really nice shoes, like Manila Blonics or whatever, a really beautiful bag, there's a part of you that feels like, do I really deserve this? And should I walk down the street with it? And what are people going to say? And then there's a part of you that's like, once in a while, you just give yourself that gift. And what starts to change inside of you is by doing that, you co-sign a possibility and you co-sign a belief that, oh, oh my God, maybe I actually am deserving of this. Maybe I actually can allow myself to feel this good. And then we go back to sleep usually. But we need to set a new path where we have a, like she was saying, a strategy. What's the plan? We need a plan. We need new habits. We need a new belief system. We need to do new things. We need to think new things. We need to feel a different way so we can have different results. What a blessing. We always have the calls we're supposed to have. And I just am so thrilled to spend the time with all of you who are in this. For those of you who already signed up, I'm going to see you Monday. Season one, episode one. Let's change our lives. Let's change our habits. Let's change the way we think. Let's change what we do. Who's ready? All right. We'll see you guys on Monday. Thank you. I love getting to coach such amazing souls. I hope that you found that valuable. I want to give Rita a huge thank you for sharing her heart and letting us play this sort of follow-up with you. She's making incredible moves in the world, and I have a feeling that she's going to be back on soon and celebrate more wins. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook. She's at Rita Marie Mendez. And here are the takeaways. Number one, enough is enough. Stop living Groundhog Day. The groundhog has seen the spring. It's over. Number two, you get to choose. You get to select how you think. You get to select how you feel for the day which will change your entire life. Number three, we are meant to receive, to open up, to expand. And when you do that, the world will meet you there. You'll be able to receive as much as your vessel for. Number four, God is calling. Don't send it to voicemail. Number five, you're safe to receive. You're safe to move the needle. And soon you're going to realize the only thing that's really safe is to allow for the infinite flow to come in. Number six, money is just energy. It's just there to give you more bars, to be more in flow. It's the natural path to allow all of this in. Number seven, the outliers, the people we all look up to, they don't fit in. They stand out. The biggest courage that they had was to be willing to stand out. Number eight, set down this energetic cage. You don't need to belong unless you belong to yourself. You need to do your job, your part. You came to lift so many women, which means you have to overcome the resistance once and for all. And on the other side of that, 
that's your era's tour. Thank you so much for listening. I know that you have a zillion things you probably could be doing, so I really appreciate that you spend your time here. We have so many good episodes coming up, so please follow along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you do love the show and you find it helpful, then please leave us a review. It helps so much, and it only takes a minute. If you can think of one person who would enjoy this, please go ahead and share this with them. You can send them an email. You can text them about it. You can post about it on your Instagram. Whatever you do, I really appreciate it. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine, and I'll talk to you soon. Shot.